Welcome in, everyone, to the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. I am excited for you this show. Of course, I'm excited every show. I mean, is that really is that really news to you? I mean, if you've been listening to the show for some time, you're like, huh, he's excited again. That's a surprise. <laughs> well, listen, I'm, I, I really am excited because I think that uh, when you become more empowered with how to make good decisions and you actually make good decisions, you know, knowledge, everybody says knowledge is power. Well, I got news for you. It's not. It's the application of knowledge that is power, right? You can know all the things in the world that you want to know, but if you don't apply anything, you are powerless. Think of it like a light switch, right? You walk into a room. Of course, now you walk into a room and you say, uh, Alexa, turn the lights on, maybe. (laughs) Or maybe you're still old school and you got a light switch. And it's interesting when you think about it, that light switch has all the power necessary to turn the lights on in your room, but the only way that that'll happen is if you flip the switch. Or you gotta say Alexa or you know Google do this or Google do that. And so from that perspective, we have to actually physically take action. And that's why I wanted to talk today on this show about the idea of finding opportunity in the new economy. You know, a lot of us out there have been whipsawed in a lot of ways in 2020. If you're depending on when you're listening to this, this is December 14th is when I'm recording this. And the markets and the world and our life has changed in ways that I don't know that we'll ever be fully uh, back to normal, quote unquote, from. But it is important to say, okay, we got all these things happening. We got all this change occurring. What are some ways? How can we continue to find new opportunity out there? Because this is a new economy. You know, it's interesting. One of the things that I'm going to talk a little bit later is how things shift and how they move and how every time things kind of fold or go away or go under, anytime that there's massive shift in in economies, there's always new opportunities. It's just how do you find that? How do you look for that? So we're going to jump into this today. I'm really excited about that and what you're going to get from it. As always, I'd like to take a minute and thank the sponsors of our show, which is Wall Private Wealth and U.S. Private Wealth and Wall Lehman. A little shameless plug there for three companies that I own, actually helping families for almost 20 years now protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. So at any point in time, if you've got questions on what you're doing, you've got questions on your investments, on your wealth in general, uh, feel free to head over to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com. And uh, you may not know, we actually have done a lot of nonprofit work over the years with a variety of charities. And we're rolling out some educational platforms that is going to be just educational in nature only. And you're going to have an opportunity a little bit later to learn about that, how you can connect with that. It's going to be really good and some great content for you. So let's jump in. How do you find new opportunities or opportunities in a new economy, I should say? And, you know, when we think about it, the way business has been done for years, for a lot of ways, has been kind of status quo. Right. I mean, I think we're going to go we're going to date ourselves here for a minute and talk about remember Zach Morris and the bag phone back in the 90s. You know, that was when like the first cell phones were coming out. And if you're if you're younger, you're like, what are you talking about? A bag phone? That's I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's actually how it worked. You know, first off, it was in the car. Right. Because you had that power. And then all of a sudden we had a bag that you could carry around and you had your phone. And then you got the big Motorola flip phones. Remember those? They were like 25,000 pounds and you could barely fit them in your pocket. Really couldn't fit them in your pocket. Had those and then evolved to the smartphones really that we have today. And they just continue evolving like crazy. And when you think about how business is done, 
you know, business used to be done in ways that were very different than today. It still needs face-to-face. We still need to connect and interact with people. But now we're in a place where we're having meetings online. We can literally, you can literally meet someone from China or Japan or Europe or London or, you know, California or Florida, wherever, right, by your computer, by just having a little device that has a camera on it that can share your image to them and you guys have communication and business can be done. If you think about that, if you, if you really just not too long ago, if you go back 20 years even, 15, 20 years, I mean, these types of interactions were just not happening. I remember when Skype came out for the first time and people are like, Skype, you know, what is that? How, how do you, you know, you see people and I mean, it, it's crazy. And then all of a sudden, you know, Apple came out with FaceTime and, you know, all these other things. So things have changed. And I think it's so important that you think about the fact that the, the rapid pace of change is not going to go away. In fact, it's going to increase. So that's the first point you need to understand. When you're looking at finding opportunities in a new economy, the rapid pace of change is only going to increase. So if you're in a place where, you know, you have turmoil, like we've had this year in 2020, and you're like, oh, my goodness, I just want to, how could we get back to normal? And I just kind of want to get in my rocking chair and have my cup of tea and just be on my front porch and just do my thing and relax. Maybe that's not you ever. I don't know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. You have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And, you know, the other thing you, you, you really want to think about when you talk about effectiveness I have another show called The Michael Wall Show, and we talk about a lot of motivational tips and life application things. So if you're not subscribed to that, I would challenge you to head over there, a little cross-pollination, right? So go search Michael Wall Show, and you can subscribe to that. But we talk about things in relation to efficiency a lot over there, and it's so important because we know that, you know, again, you may know a lot of things, you may do okay, you may strive real hard, but unless you're comfortable with change, unless you're comfortable with getting outside of your comfort zone— you will not get in the effective zone. The effective zone is only found outside of your comfort zone. So the more comfortable you get with being uncomfortable and the more comfortable you get with change, the more effective and probably the more successful, not guaranteed, but probably the more successful you're going to be in life. Now, the last thing you want to do here is change just to change. I'm not saying let's just change this and then change that and change, because it's just like I'm just tired of what we have now. We live in a you know culture that can't sit still for three seconds and they need to change something. You see that happening on TV where video TV shots right are lasting anywhere from you know six to nine, six to ten seconds before they change the frame because people are so ADD because of all of the stuff coming at us today. They have to change things up. Well, how does this apply in relation to our investments? Well, it certainly does because we live in a world today where there's opportunities that exist that, again, just did not exist before. Now, there's businesses that existed before that are no longer around, right? I mean, the way uh, that things are produced today, the way that things happen. I mean, as an example, back in the day, railroad, right, used to be run by steam engines, and then it moved from steam to diesel, and then now it's moving to, you see in some parts of the world, even electric. We see that with cars. You know, we had the combustion engine, and the combustion engine was very normal for a long time, right? And it's still, in a lot of ways, normal, but now we're moving to electric, and that's it's kind of the race to electric, the race to, quote-unquote, clean. Well, is it really clean energy? I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. 
Now we have all of these batteries that we have to discard and put somewhere. So there's going to be another problem that's created. And from every problem that's created, guess what? There is an opportunity. So that's the first step in recognizing and finding opportunity in the new economy. Regardless of when you live, whether you're listening to this in 2056 or 1947, (laughs) regardless of when you live, you're in a place, we're always going to be in a place where there are going to be problems in the economy, in the world with people. There's going to be challenges. You know, I think of uh, Mike, I can't remember his last name right now, but the, the MyPillow guy, you probably have seen the commercials. He's sponsoring his MyPillow and stands there and hugs his pillow and, oh, it's the best night's sleep in the whole world. You know, that kind of thing. You probably know the jingle just from seeing the commercials so much. But what's interesting is here's a guy that literally said, hey, you know what? There's a problem. We've had pillows for a long time. I mean, how long have pillows been around? A long time. But here's a guy that basically said, you know what? I don't like the way the pillows are designed. I I feel like the problem is, is I don't get a good night's sleep. I feel like the problem is, you know, my neck is stiff in the morning when I wake up. I feel like, you know, I'm just not feeling completely rested. So I'm going to seek to create something new uh, that can solve that problem. Guess what he did? He created a company and they started, you know, creating a bunch of pillows and did a simple commercial and they exploded. He's made millions and millions and millions of dollars from selling pillows. Now think about this for a minute. Pillows already existed. All he did was retool a product that already existed. In other words, people are always going to sleep. They're always going to want to lay down at night and get some rest. All he did was take something that was existing that he felt was broken, but that was a need for people, and he retooled it with a newer product that engaged consumers with his simple marketing And now all of a sudden he's made hundreds of millions of dollars. And then, by the way, because of the marketing path, now all of a sudden he says, you know what? Why not shell sheets and blankets and all these other things, too, which is what they've done. Capitalizing on uh, the customers and clients that they've already had. Little side tip, the easiest customer to sell a new product to is a current customer. You already have, have the relationship. You've already built the relationship. So when you're investing your money, how do you find those opportunities like Mike did with the MyPillow company. Well, you might be investing in the market or you might be investing in off-market investments, but I just want to talk to you real quick about something that you're probably familiar with, and that is DoorDash. Okay, there's one as an example. Maybe you've heard of DoorDash. Maybe you haven't heard of DoorDash. Well, here's a company that basically said, hey, and by the way, it's gone public, right? The the ticker on that is D-A-S-H, dash, like your 50-yard dash or something like that, right? It's recently gone public. And here's a company that basically said, here's a problem that we see today. People's lives are super busy. Uh, people are in a place where they don't have time and, and two families working, husband, wives working, and they're busy and they're doing all this stuff. They don't have time to go and get food maybe like they would like to uh, or need to. And people are tired of just, you know, ordering from the Chinese restaurant. You know, oh, we're going to get, we're going to order in tonight. We're just going to get delivery. So we're going to get Chinese or we're going to get, you know, we're going to get pizza. We're familiar with that, right? You just order pizza, Papa John's or wherever it is you order pizza. Well, DoorDash said, you know what, what if, what if we could give people the opportunity to actually get an order and buy any type of food from their favorite restaurants? And then we actually go pick it up and bring it to them. Wouldn't that be an idea? And then we actually charge them to do it. 
and not charge them a lot of money because they have the ability to, they want to do it again and so on and so forth. Well, that's exactly what they did. So here's a company that basically was started from an idea of making it simpler for the uh, consumer in our economy, in our society today, right? So Dash, the ASH, maybe a, maybe a stock to watch for you. I don't know. How about Airbnb? Well, they just recently went public. And if you're familiar with Airbnb, you know, Airbnb is very similar to VRBO, right? Same kind of an idea. And Airbnb basically went public as well. And now they're in a place where they said, hey, here's an idea. People love to travel, right? But they don't necessarily love to stay in the same hotel or just a hotel room. And they want to be in a place where they can have, you know, kind of space to stretch out and all that kind of stuff. What if we gave people the ability to actually create a simple way to stay in a place that was all their own, right? I mean, these are all things that we all know, okay? But what if we created a way using technology that people could literally stay in a place that was all their own during the period of time that they were there, whether it's a couple days or a week or whatever, and that's exactly what they did. They created an opportunity. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I've used Airbnb before, and it's easy. I've used VRBO before, and it's easy. And quite honestly, the experiences, for me anyways, have been pretty good. So here's an opportunity, if you think about it, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, that didn't even exist. It didn't exist. And now today, these opportunities exist, and somebody sat down, they thought through it, they thought about the technology that it would take, they got the team together, they got investors together, and they started an idea and said, let's go do it. And guess what? Now Airbnb, ticker symbol ABNB, ABNB, is now a publicly traded stock. And on its first debut, uh, did really, really well. Now, it's come down a little bit since then. Actually, today it's down about 8%, but I believe, uh, in my own personal opinion, it's going to level out and, and continue north a little bit. And the reason is, is because the way people travel have changed. In fact, if you think about how that has actually affected the world, right, take a look at Marriott. Marriott's probably one of the largest hotel companies in the world. I mean, they own a lot of luxury and boutique brands. My family and I actually were just, we went to the Gaylord in Orlando, really, really cool place. We went to the Gaylord in Orlando and uh, had a good time, Christmas time, whatever. And in that property, I realized before we got there that they actually are part of the Marriott brands, which by the way, is super easy for me because if you're like me, you know, I have the Marriott app, I have the Bonvoy app. And typically if I'm going somewhere, I'm looking for where I can go to stay at a Marriott type brand property, whether it's a luxury property or whether it's, you know, something in, in, in the norm, whatever it may be, I'm looking to do that. Why? Because I get points, I'm part of the club and so on and so forth. And you probably do that too. So my encouragement to you when we talk about finding opportunity in a new economy is thinking about how are things changing, number one. And maybe you're a product creator. Maybe you're the one with the idea to create an Airbnb, right? Well, that's where you got to get efficient with your time and sit down and really map out a game plan and a business plan and do what's necessary to watch that come to fruition. There's going to be trial and error and so on and so forth. Or maybe you're just one that says, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to create an Airbnb. I don't want to create a DoorDash. I don't want to create a, you know, a Tesla car company. I don't want to do all that stuff. 
But I do want to invest in those types of things because I believe it's going to give me opportunity. Now, I'm not saying go put a bunch of money there, and I'm not saying don't go put a bunch of money there. I'm just saying when you look at opportunity in the market, when you look at opportunity out there, in this, this scenario, we're talking specifically about the stock market. Many of you that have been listening to me in times past, you know that I've talked about different things that are off the stock market, right? Uh, maybe like private equity uh, that are companies, but they're not publicly traded or products that may be found in the insurance industry that have opportunity for safety and growth, but uh, no potential to lose money and things like that. So all of these types of things are ways to look at opportunity. But if you're looking specific at the market, these are companies now that have never been around, but now exist. So my encouragement to you is when you think about this, what are the types of investments out there, like the ones that I mentioned, that really have a mass appeal? really is something that people are going to use. We're talking about really almost like convenience driven. I mean, I think about now, like when I, you know, when it comes to Uber, the company, right now, the traveling has died down a little bit, but when it comes to Uber, the company for me, I like the convenience of having it's right on my phone. I got the app. I don't have to think about standing in the city and hold my hand up and, you know, hailing a cab like they did back in the day. I don't need to do any of that. I can just click on my app. I can even time when I want to get picked up, you know, just like you can with your Uber app. So now, you know, Uber is a company that's kind of come out of nowhere. We got companies like Tesla, you know, that's doing really cool stuff. I mean, rockets to space and all kinds of other things, building really neat cars, right? None of this stuff existed years ago. How about cryptocurrency? There's now an ETF that is uncovering crypto where you can actually invest in cryptocurrency. Little side note, I actually own a variety of different cryptocurrencies. We've been doing it for some time. And uh, is there legitimacy to it? Well, you know, is there legs to it? Well, that's that's still to be yet to be seen. I do believe alternative currencies are going to be something that we are talking about in the future. But these are things that never existed before. Do you know that if you invested a thousand dollars in Bitcoin in 2010, that roughly right now you would have close to 78 million? Think about that. Now, I'm not talking about a get-risk-quick scheme because that's few and far between. And there was a lot of variables back then, a lot of uncertainties back then, a lot of high risks back then, high risk, high reward. But what I am talking about is being mindful of consumer spending shift. Where do people spend their money? And a lot of times in our culture and society today, people spend their money based on convenience, based on what makes their lives easier, based on what solves problems for them. So when you look in your investing portfolio, think about it from that lens. What are some of the things that solves problems around investments? Last note that I'll say, if you're in a place where you have, you know, a decent sized portfolio, you got questions about what you're doing. I know a decent size is different to everybody. And you got questions about that. I would challenge you to reach out to our team. Our firm minimum over at Wall Private Wealth and U.S. Private Wealth is actually a million. Now, we have a private wealth division, which starts at $25 million, and then we have a pro-athlete division. So a million dollars or more. You got questions, go to leanonthewall.com about how you're structured and set up, making sure that you're not 
really helping you not miss out on, on opportunities, head over there, leanonthewall.com, talk to a team member, talk about tax savings, all that kind of stuff. Lots of great conversations there. If you're in a place where you want to be involved with some of the training and educational tools that we got coming up, we're going to be rolling that out sometime in the new year. And I'm really excited for that, excited for you to participate in that. All you need to do in order to get involved with some of those tools, or at least be on the list to get involved with some of those educational pieces, is send an email Send an email. Pretty soon we won't be sending an email. We'll be like, hey, just, you know, I don't know how we'll do it, but <laughs> maybe it won't be email. But for right now, it's email. So just send an email to grow, the word grow, G-R-O-W, grow at golivewithpurpose.com. G-O, golivewithpurpose.com. So it's grow at golivewithpurpose.com. Dot com. If you shoot an email there, that'll make sure that's where the, all the educational stuff's going to come out from. Go Live With Purpose is uh, going to be a kind of a nonprofit type of a structure eventually as well that will be all about educational content to help folks out there make better decisions along the way. I hope this show encouraged you. If it was something that you're like, wow, I never really thought about it that way, Mike, I really appreciate that. I would love and really invite you to take a moment and head over to Wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be Apple Play or whether it be Spotify or Google Play or wherever you're listening to it, uh, maybe you're listening on Alexa or a Google, and that's okay too. But I would love to see or hear your thoughts, right? Just share, hey, this is what I really enjoyed about the show. And if there's some other things that you'd love to hear, that's a great place to send comment that way as well. And also, we'd love your four or five-star rating, preferably five if you loved it. And share this with someone you know, two or three people maybe in your phone right now that you know, hey, they need some guidance, they need some ideas, they need some ways to be thinking about finding opportunity in the new economy. Just click share on this show and send it right their way. And until next time, I just want to say I appreciate all you that are dialing in each and every time we you know, send a show out your way. And I look forward to even more great content coming up at the end of this year and in the new year. Have a blessed one. We'll talk to you soon. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of U.S. Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please contact his office. Wall Private Wealth Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN license number 733 0010.